I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Pretty good Super Bowl, too. Wow, oh my God, the end. Shit. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty tense. Not to pretend I'm more of a football person than I am, but I always like football whenever I am actually sitting down to watch. Like, I don't know anything about any of the players except for the same thing we all know, which is yeah. who one of them is dating. Yeah. But I understand football and I know I know all the rules. I understand what's going on. And whenever I sit down to watch it, I'm so invested. I'm like, I'm suddenly, I'm the, oh, yeah, fumble, interception. Oh, my God, he had that. Oh, he really needs this. Like, I'm suddenly a completely different person. I felt like Taylor Swift's irritated friend. Every time they panned to her and she was like, you know, gasping and oh, my God, and all this stuff. I'm like, you fucking poser. You never watched football before. And now suddenly you're just, I have no idea. She she might have grown up loving the Titans. I have no idea. <laughs> I know. It's like the, um, it, but I was saying that it reminded me of the music video for the, she wears short skirts. I wear t-shirts. She's cheer captain and I'm in the bleachers. That song. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. felt like the extended music. I feel like we're all living in a simulation that is just <laughs> like the, the fantasy of that character where it's like, mm-hmm. and I, and then I'll grow up to be a pop star, the biggest celebrity in, of all time. And mm-hmm. I'll marry and I'll, and I'll be falling in love with the quarterback who wins the mm. Super Bowl. And like, we're all just living oh, in that. The quarterback who wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> I did also on Saturday. I watched. I watched for the second time the um, SNL that Travis Kelsey hired. Then I mean, hired, hosted. Oh, and I he did. was really funny. You watched the entire episode twice. Um, that's yeah, cr- that's crazy. I mean, no good for you, no judgment, but that's crazy. I mean, I fast forwarded through a lot. The the so it was an, good, I guess. He did an American Girls Cafe 
thing. <gasps> I didn't have any idea who he was, but oh. it was so fucking funny. I thought he was an actor the first time I saw it. Oh, I'll have to watch that one then. Or at least just that sketch. Maybe I mean, that's the one I mostly remember. But his opening monologue was really funny, too. He and his brother, I have a feeling, would be like just hilarious to have dinner with. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I don't really know. Competition. They, they were just in com- – they were – they actually played against each other in the Super Bowl, like the Manning brothers. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Because he, he played for – I knew yesterday. Oh, well. That's not what we're here to talk about, but nope. um, that was what the Super Bowl was, and I the Super Bowl the Super Bowl. I was I I was not satisfied with the junk food that I was provided, so I got home and I ordered Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> I can't even believe it. <laughs> I don't know I either. Cannot believe it. Well, when I thought we'd be at home watching it, I was like, I want to I want to make Buffalo Chicken Tenders with ranch because that's like I just that's pretty much all I ate in college, and I lo- love Buffalo Chicken Tenders with Ranch. That's exactly what I made. That's crazy. I know. It's so weird. That was Well, like- I'm saying that's crazy. I know most people have that for but we, the Super have- Bowl, but <laughs> I never crave buffalo wings. No, but I just, every once in a while, I want it because I used to eat that all the time, and then, like, yeah, we had a Buffalo Wild Wings by our house, so it was like, so- sometimes we would, like, I don't know, me and my friends would, like, drunk get food from there or something, but, like... I I just I don't know why I wanted it, but then I sat there agonizing over what LA is too big. There are too many options. I was like deciding between, and I know this sounds like a poor little rich girl problem. It's not. I was trying to get one little entree because Richie was fine. He was not hungry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this Michelin star place where I can get this one thing, but will the calamari travel? No. Or do I want ramen? I don't know. I've, I've had so much ramen lately. I don't want to get tired of it. And I just sat in like the most awful indecision Mm-mm. of my life. And then I saw the Buffalo Wild Wings delivered and my, I was like, decision made. I sat there for one hour trying to decide oh what God. to eat. And Richie was like, you have a problem. Like, we need to talk about your inability to make a decision. And then I was like, oh, Buffalo Wild Wings, done. Was Mendocino Farms closed? <laughs> I'm not interested in Mendocino Farms right now because it's too cold for salad. Mm. Mm. They had some sandwiches that looked good to me too. And I did love the sa- the salad you got for me there. So. Yeah, not a salad person. Or a sandwich person. I'm definitely a salad person. Anyway, person, you're not a pizza person. You're not a. That's not true. I like pizza. Well, that's what I said every time you said you didn't like pizza. No, I do like pizza. I just don't want to order pizza that much. I'm like not always in the mood for it. I think that's completely reasonable. It is. You can but... like a s'more, but not be like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Give me a s'more. <laughs> I don't like s'mores. You don't? No. I do. Weirdly, that's a sandwich. <laughs> I quit. I'm out of here. It's all over. Well, well, well. Well, I guess we'll just do a theme song. Okay. Welcome to Nameless Best Friends. I'm Paige. I'm Beth. And we're doing a Hallmark movie today. And it doesn't suck. Mm-mm. I liked it. it. This is the first time that I, I love Santa Summit, but this is the first time some, I watched something and then like the mood kind of stayed with me. Yeah. I, when I was, I watched it Saturday night when it was on and then I watched the Super Bowl the next day and I, I, uh, I wanted to get, I was like, I wanted to get back to the movie, even though oh. like not that much happened, but there was just something very, sweet about it and yeah yeah pleasant and yeah 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 i liked it 
What movie are we doing today? Today we're doing Love and Jane, in which Lily, a hopeless romantic and literary enthusiast, is surprised when her wish to talk to her favorite author comes true and Jane Austen herself appears in her life. Yep. Yeah, pretty crazy plot. I didn't know the plot, so I was like, what the fuck when Jane Austen showed up? <laughs> right. Right. Did you yeah. have a did you have a title? Ghostwriter. Oh, that's good. It's hard to come up with a title, an alternate title for a movie that's decent. I know. But I did it. <laughs> okay, what'd you come up with? Jane Addiction. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty obvious. Yeah, she was she was she had a Jane problem. She has a Jane problem. She, yeah. it, I feel like if you took those books away from her for too long, you'd have to put her in a room somewhere because she, <laughs> I feel like she would get the shakes. She'd be hot and cold all at once and she'd be seeing things on the wall. Oh, it would be Leo DiCaprio in the Basketball Diaries, 100%. <laughs> you'd have to just like take some belts and strap her to the bed until she got over it. <laughs> but hey. Yeah, I, uh, but it was really, it was very, you know what was, good about it was that it was very earnest. Like, mm -hmm. I believed that character. And it's funny because it's very similar to the last movie in that, like, it's about a fucking Austin head who meets somebody mm -hmm. and falls in love. It's different because it's not at a conference. But it's, mm -mm -mm. you know, I mean, obviously the, the plot's different, but the main character is essentially the same. So we got to see how two different actresses played a character who is, just loves Jane Austen. Mm -hmm. And I thought I've already that forgotten the last one. What was oh, it? it was starring that Muppet woman, and she was at a conference center, and and my my boyfriend, my Thomas, was uh, oh, was yeah. Mr. Darcy. Oh, good God, yeah. So, but in this one, like in that one, she was so like, and I know she was a professor, and they were different characters in theory, but they're not. And like that one was like she was so bossy and mean, and like sort of like just, I don't know, like sanctimonious about Jane Austen stuff. And it was just like, it was really annoying. And then like in this one, she just, you could tell that she's similar to like Owen Wilson's character in Midnight to Paris, just like one of those people who feels lost in time and feels like they were born in the wrong era. Mm -hmm. And I get that. That's relatable. I think a lot of like nostalgic sort of romantic people feel like that. And I get it. Like I am not entirely like that. Like I can acclimate and party and go, you know, like I was, I went to Kesha concerts, you know, but like <laughs> show off. <laughs> well, I only made it through half. I was in the emergency room for the second. <laughs> Another Patreon story we should do. Um, but <laughs> I, uh, but the thing is, is that like at my, at my deepest soul, I wish it was, I wish that I lived in what a 1960s Technicolor movie looks like it was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I can understand it. And I like a character who's deeply nostalgic. I think that that's, uh, for me, is a relatable sort of touchstone. I agree. And so to begin with, when they were doing the opening credits for this, I thought it set a beautiful tone. It was parchment and calligraphy. And it really set a nice tone. Maybe even the, what is that? Pianissimo? What was the, what's the name of that mm -hmm. instrument they used to play? Was it pianissimo? Pianoforte? Maybe. I think pianissimo is what is the uh, music. An, in, an instruction. instruction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, I just thought that was really, really nice. And um, and, and the whole thing, like I had, had told you in advance, like, I guess it held up during the day because I watched it. It was great. Take notes. But um, it was it was nice at night because it was so it was so much dark wood, mm -hmm. dim lighting, 
coppery kind of feeling. Yeah. And he's, it was hazy sun, hazy golden hour bookstore and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have a, a meet hate, but this one was a little different for me because I understood both points of view. Yeah, I did too. So the meet hate was uh, she's reaching for a book. He reaches for it at the same time. He's the bookstore owner and somebody just purchased it. You know, you know how those Jane sold, Austen yeah. books are just going like hot off cakes. the shelves. Oh my Actually, God. Actually, they are selling like hotcakes because nobody's eating hotcakes anymore either. <laughs> but um, Well, speaking of selling Pride and Prejudice, I, uh, I was watching this and I was like, you know, I should really read Pride and Prejudice because I haven't read it. Mm-hmm. I've listened to it some because Rosamund Pike, who I'm obsessed with, mm-hmm. um, reads the audiobook. I've like listened to it, but it's really, I really think I should just read it. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to order it from Amazon and I'm just going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to read it sometime. So mm-hmm. I go to Amazon and I'm shopping through the different um, uh, covers that you can get. Mm-hmm. I know which ones I don't want. And then I get to one I want and it said, you purchased this item six months ago. And I said, oh, and then I looked to my left and saw it on a bookshelf. <laughs> and I was like, oh God, I've already oh done this. Oh my God, that's crazy. <laughs> Well, it's about as often it. as it's about as often as I'm in the mood for pancakes as well. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah, the the movie though she's when it starts the the cute opening was almost exactly the same as last week's also, but mm-hmm. um so the same person clearly did that or whatever. But um but it was anyway immediately knew it was filmed in a cute place. It's like a little town, a little walkable town. But Boston. S- well, yeah. Well, but we could tell from the beginning was that mm-hmm. it would, like looked like a little bit like a small town. Mm-hmm. But she goes to arrive to she she arrives at the the Jane Society like the mm-hmm. meeting and sees the A frame outside and then she forgets something and she goes somewhere and I'm like what's going on I don't know what's going on and then that's mm-hmm. when she goes to the bookstore. Yeah. But the time that elapsed in that was crazy because she arrives at the Jane Society thing and it was like twilight and then she gets yeah. to the other thing and it's pitch black. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a little bit. I there were there were a couple of moments here where I was confused. Yeah. Like it wasn't obvious and that was one of them. Like why did she stop and then I I, I thought she was out of town. I thought she was out of town for a conference actually with the first viewing because yeah. it's like, well, I left mine at home. Well, yeah. if home is a block and a half away, then yeah. why are you rushing over to the bookstore to argue about yeah. And if so, then you don't, re- then it's not, it's like, you really don't need to try and talk this guy into giving one to you. But yeah. also, I don't understand why she needed one anyway. This girl has every single book memorized. She is, yeah. <laughs> le- I mean, not literally, I'm not like, <laughs> it's not hyperbole. She's quoting all of them the entire time. So it's like, I, it just didn't strike me as like, oh man, you're just going to completely forget what you're talking about if you don't have, they're talking about all of her books too. So, well, crazy. and I, I went, yeah. And so, yeah. They go so, but she does return to the meeting, I guess, sans book. Mm-hmm. And it's she at, manages to muddle through <laughs> somehow. It's at a little bar and the Telltale, the owner- the telltale Heart Pub. No, really? No, that's what it was called. That. Yeah, I happen to notice. And yeah, because I went to school in Baltimore and famously Land of Poe. And there were a lot yeah. of things like named, named that kind of thing yeah. around and stuff. So. At first, I thought it might be taking place in Baltimore, although it didn't look anything like Baltimore. But it also doesn't look anything like Boston. So. <laughs> no, and we and let's keep it that way. Mm-hmm. I, I like uh, Hallmark's, you know, everything idealized. Mm-hmm. But um, I was so confused, and I have this, you know, ranty um, paragraph here <laughs> about about Wickham is the bartender. Why do they keep oh using God. the name Wickham? And okay, it's not his name. It's Whitcomb. Yes. But That's, I had the same thing. 
I, my, so I was, why did they do that? Because that's not Wickham. Why sound like Wickham? Wickham why make me spend yeah. the whole movie going, that's not flattering. Why are they naming him Wickham? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was so confusing. And so to clarify, Wickham, Wickham is, what, W-H-I-C-K-A-M? W-I-C-K-H-A-M. C-K-H-A-M. And then this was W-H-I-T-C-O-M-B. Yeah. And in the book, Pride and Prejudice, uh, Pride and Prejudice, um, Wickham, the character of Wickham is, is, uh, tries to s- dissuade the heroine from Mr. Darcy and onto him by, you know, ac- sort of behind his back, accusing Darcy of having done something horrific. And, uh, it, it is in fact Wickham who is manipulative and, yeah, he's a villain, you know, a rake and a, 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 a cad. I'll just say <laughs> it. There I've said it. Um, I, I said swearing was okay on this show, but I didn't say all swearing. <laughs> um, no, I had the same thing because it's like, why are you going to, before I had captions on and noticed it was Wickham. Yes. I was like, Wickham, but then surely this would go acknowledged. Surely this would be like, you know, you know, because like the thing is, is it's totally fine to do like a riff on a Pride and Prejudice or Emma or something. And then like, oh, the bartender's named this and he's going to steal her away. And this is that, like, that's fun. I always like that. But obviously that wasn't what this was. So I was just like, so we're just not going to talk about it. That's like that's like her name being Elizabeth Bennett, and she's the host of a book club about Jane Austen, but no one ever talks about it. Exactly. It's like because it's not just like oh because she's meant to play like a sort of a, a play on that character. No, it's like th- there. This is about it's too meta. I don't know. It's so confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, I, I just ask Bonnie too. Parker. Yeah. Fiona Applebee's or whatever her name was. <laughs> it was Fiona Applebee. That's right, that Fiona was, Applebee. That really and truly was crazy. Oh my god! Anyway, I loved her nameless best friend right away, mm-hmm. and then toward I the end, I, I found out her name was Alicia. Yeah, I don't, I don't like putting the um captioning on. I, I'd rather watch it without captioning. I'd rather not have to have captioning. But all of that said, um, it it did it, it did help. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, that that's when I got everybody's name. But, yeah, that, um, that's that's definitely when. And I also fun fact about the people who are in this. Uh-huh. Both Benjamin Ayers and Allison Sweeney have commented on my Hallmark vi- comedy videos. So, yes. repartee. <laughs> well, I liked them. I, I don't, I didn't historically like Allison Sweeney. And I don't know why. It, it was not for any good reason. Um, yeah, I thought that I, she, I thought that she had like uh, dubious political leanings and was like oh, kind no, of no. confusing. Well, maybe. I don't but no, so. I, but I Googled her and I couldn't find anything bad. No, I, I, I don't think know. The, I think that what I didn't like was that um, she was in that Wedding Veil trilogy, which for me was super disappointing, even though it had Lacey Chabert and Autumn Reeser, who are both my favorites. Mm -hmm. And so there was kind of that. She used to be on a soap opera that I didn't watch. Days of Our Lives, was it? Young and the Restless, one of the Channel 4 ones. She also directed some General Hospital. No way. Apparently, yeah. Well, I really liked her, number one. She comes off very intelligent. She's a good actress. You know, you can just tell. There's some people who are just a caliber above, and that's because you believe them. And mm-hmm. I really liked that she and um, Benjamin Ayers, I, I don't, I never know how to pronounce that last name. I, I have run into it a lot of times in my life. Okay, so I really liked them because they're not, they're not that, so that, 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 how do I say this? Like cookie cutter. They sort looked of real. Like- but there's a, there's a brand of attractive that I think is very, very unattractive. And I've Same. seen it too much on Hallmark 
I'm not going to name names, um, but just partly because I can't. But um, <laughs> but I've seen it lately, you know, where you just you recognize that, yeah, this guy looks like Superman, I guess, you know, like, yeah, uh, okay. It's this, the chiseled And then there are just so many. And then she has Instagram face, basically. Exactly. And filled lips and all that stuff. And I'm just tired of it. I'm just tired of it all. Yeah, they just and look like they look like real people. Like I like to me, Allison Sweeney, I was like, I feel like I would know her in a small town and be really happy for her that she found a new boyfriend. And right. him, I would be like, I would just be like, oh, that guy's so nice. And like, I wouldn't be sitting there thinking like, <laughs> I don't know. I always think about the Jim Gaffigan thing about watching Halle Berry and Monsters Ball where she's broke and struggling. And he's just like, I just kept thinking, why don't you be a model? <laughs> well, Allison Sweeney is more than average pretty. But oh, I guess they're both another thing that I, I not, really yeah. like about her is that she, um, she has not, not as far as I can tell, because I have seen her face for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, she played a, a daughter on whatever soap opera it was. Um, because I used to love the, the ABC soaps. And mm-hmm. so I was familiar sort of with the soap world. Um, she's like 10 years younger than I am. So, mm-hmm. she, so I always thought of her as being young. You yeah. Know, she's a teenager in my head, but, and I really like that she does not appear to have done anything in an effort to keep looking young. She does look like herself. If she's had anything done, she's just still looks great. She She's kind of always looked the same. She kind of has that like kind of teddy bear nose like she's kind of like she and she kind of yeah. she's one of those people who comes by it honestly where she actually looks like she had work done but like you look back at her when she was like 16 she looks exactly the same exactly you know what else is interesting though because i actually did look up her age mm-hmm. just, just because i mean i knew that she couldn't have been 15 for the last 30 years <laughs> probably probably but um but when i looked it up i i don't know i, I just was like 47 Danica McKellar's I think 47 or 48 mm-hmm. Lacey is 42 I think I like that Hallmark is doing this like to me they all look they're perfect as as the heroines of these movies I've yeah. never I, the only reason I wondered how old Allison Sweeney was was because she has always looked like I said 15 to me mm-hmm. I'm like this is not possible how old is she what what you know she doesn't look 15 anymore but yeah no, no, but she she looks so much the same that yeah. I was feeling like she maybe was 39. I mean, I, I had the same thought when I was watching this one where I was like, this feels like the casting that I understand. Like, remember that one? Remember that one? It was not that long ago, but it's forgettable. The Scottish love scheme. Mm-hmm. That woman was older, but she, we talked about it at the time. Uh-huh. She read so, so much older. Like some right. people just read as 200 and like wizened. And like she read as <laughs> she read as that she looked. She did not read as two hundred years old and wizened. <laughs> she at all. She well, read not, as she read as she's a deeply mature character, person. but not of a ch- young child. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying deeply wizened from within. I'm. She looked great. I'm not saying wizened there's anything from within. <laughs> okay. I'm saying that like she just seemed like. She just seemed like the person who probably drove her friends home in high school because they were too drunk and probably was always mom. Yeah. Like, yeah, she had Should that. we start recording the podcast now? <laughs> I agree with you. That's that's exactly that's exactly right. So uh, anyway, I just love that Hallmark is not casting, you know, candidates for the Bachelor you know, franchise or like whatever. They're always old. 24. You know what I mean? Like, well, the- it's also, I feel like it's also got to be in response to like what's happened societally with the fact that like 
people are not meeting the person they're going to be with forever at 22 mm-hmm. in the same way. And actually, I would I would imagine a lot of like the maybe more traditionally valued people who might be watching these movies. I always kind of think that 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 that's who it's attracted to a lot of these movies. And maybe they're getting married at 22 and popping out kids and, you know, living in the small, same small town forever, whatever. But I think that largely a lot of people are not meeting the person they're going to marry or maybe not marrying at all or are, you know, there, there's a lot more flexibility all over the place. And I feel like if you have a 24 year old meeting the person that she's going to end up with for the rest of her life, according to the happily ever after, it's, I don't know, it's a little less, I just don't believe it anymore. I feel like uh-huh. love stories are are appropriate to have them when they're in their in their 30s and 40s and stuff now and I feel like that just mm-hmm. didn't used to be true Whereas I agree like, I just think that they used to be uh, you know like it was just more true in society that people were getting married younger and staying there you know and yeah that's not true anymore so I agree that said though I could I could go without ever seeing Graham in one of these movies again Graham the is the name of I don't the character I don't want to I don't want to say. Well, maybe if you could figure out who we mean. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't work for me as a leading man. No, not at all. No, not at all. Sure worked as Graham, though, weirdly. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so Lily goes to meet her boyfriend that she's going to inevitably dump. Mm -hmm. Even though he looks very much, he's a physical type like Benjamin Ayers. Mm -hmm. And she orders a Tom Collins. And the waitress says he doesn't work here. (laughs) And Uh, to be fair... (laughs) To be fair, I think that most like servers would be like, what? Because servers never know anything about cocktails, and that's going from my restaurant industry experience. But yeah. Is a Tom Collins that rare? No. It's, it's also a, it's an old-fashioned drink. She'll have a Negroni. That's says. what her boyfriend said, which was crazy. She mm-hmm. orders a Tom Collins. I wonder, I don't know enough to know about it if it was actually a contemporary cocktail of Jane Austen. It's no. interesting if it is. Right. But okay. I would I always think of it as being kind of like a 20s, like a Savoy cookbook kind of or like, you know, or Savoy cocktail book kind of thing. But it's just gin, sugar, lemon and club soda. I mean, it's very simple and any bar could make it. So to, to just be like, no, 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 I don't think you'll be having that, you old fashioned witch. Like, I don't think that's like. Ugh. Oh, I Isn't it weird Tom that Collins. I like those? I, I actually prefer to vodka to Collins, though. Um, it was made popular are first mentioned in writing in 1876. So it was a little bit before Jane's time. That's cool. I, I didn't really, I don't really have, I'm not an, I'm not an Austin head. So I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, the, she goes to order a Collins drink or she goes to order a Tom Collins. And then he says, no, no, no. She'll have a Negroni. She's so old fashioned. Oh, and like Negronis are not, I don't know. Like, okay. I don't know. That just, it was dumb. I mean, I love a Negroni, but no. It's very different. Also, if you don't want a Negroni, you really don't want a Negroni. It's super bitter. I love them, but you would hate it. Like, is and if it you're, gin? Yes, it's gin, sweet vermouth, and Campari. I have hated it before. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it's very bitter. Correct. It's a very it's kind of an acquired taste. It's like tonic water, you know, quinine, like that bitter sort of aftertaste. Yeah, it was popularized in the forties. Mm-hmm. So yeah, also old fashioned, but mm-hmm. it was repopularized lately and. Yeah, I whatever. That. But that the problem, my problem with the, this guy was he was such a fucking dick mm-hmm. that there is nothing redeeming. And I never, I never like that. I don't. Well, I just there was like, nothing that made us believe that she would have been interested in him. No, especially she's woman. a deeply romantic person. It mm-hmm. just doesn't. It, uh, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, one thing I also liked that they when she does have the meeting, I meant to mention. Mm-hmm. 
It's such a like group of misfits, including a trucker. Oh, Barry. <laughs> Is that his name? I, I had to find that out specifically. I, I loved, loved with Barry. With his I Heart Jane Trucker's hat. And yes. like and like and the thing was is that it was good writing because I believed like, in him. I totally did. And he said like that he loves listening to audiobooks. I'm like, oh my God, totally makes sense. The one thing I had, which was a niggling thing I never would have brought up because it's it's not the kind of thing I think that a story needs to answer. I know it sounds like we're hypercritical about like, oh, you have to do this and this and that. There are a lot of things I'm not gonna say that about. And this one was How's he making these meetings if he's got if he's a trucker? He's probably gone a lot. You know, he's probably like gone for a long swaths of time. But they said he said, I plan my long hauls around these meetings now. I was like, wow, they actually acknowledged the thing I was worried about, which I love in good writing. That's you know, marvelous. Yeah. But yeah, I thought he was I thought he was great. He was so and, great. Uh, it was such a nice it was such a nice little like you don't actually see like mismatched people like that spending time together that often in environments like that. I really liked that. I could have actually done with more of an ensemble or maybe just in a different movie. It would be fun to see an ensemble of like a group like that. Mm-hmm. Did um, Richie get me a drink? Mm-mm. No, he, no, he did not. But he slid a note under my door and said, Sherry, outside for you. And so. I have a Miraval in the freezer, so I'm going <sighs> to – You can just keep talking. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Okay, so the boyfriend also says something about, you know, she's she's losing her venue. This is important that she's like, for some reason, I guess, Mr. Wickham is selling the bar and whatever. So they don't have a meeting place anymore. And he's like, well, this is perfect timing because I'm moving to Chicago and you can come with. Your boyfriend is moving. I hate come with. You don't hate it as much as I do, come but with. oh my God. No, yeah, no, because- What's happened is, yeah, like the place where she, because ho- she's the host, the president, actually, she called herself, which is a little bit grandiose, but mm. she is the president of this book club, this Jane Austen book club, and it's held at the Telltale Heart Pub. Mr. Mm-hmm. Whitcomb is mm-hmm. selling to somebody, and when she, fi- she finds that out, she tells her boyfriend who, when they're at dinner, he says, well, this is perfect because I just got promoted. I'm, I'm moving to Chicago, so you can come with. And then yeah. she, uh, he also proposes casually, and then she says no. Yeah. So- yeah, so she goes home and she falls asleep talking to Jane Austen. Like you do. Jane didn't come see me last night, but whatever. She she falls asleep saying, oh, I just wish I could talk to you. I wish I could get your wisdom. Which is, you know, fine. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. I'm wondering how how long this book club has been operational and how often they meet. Because there aren't that many Jane Austen books. 
It's like the Emily Bronte book club, you know, where they just read Emily, um, read uh, Wuthering Heights over and over again. Or an Emily Henry book club, and she only has like three and a half books out or whatever, four books. But yeah, I mean, well, but they specifically talk about different concepts to explore. They're not like, tonight we're doing Emma. They're mm-hmm. like, they're talking about different oh, uh, themes yeah, throughout. Right. Yeah. So they actually well, dealt with that too. I also did a little deep dive. Oh, a lot of deep on, dive. I started to wonder when Jane Austen died. Mm. On, you know, in more than one way and how contemporary she was with the She Bronte died of Addison's sisters. disease. Yeah, I did. also looked at <laughs> At age 41. I know, so young. Emily Bronte died of tuberculosis at age 30. Anne Bronte died uh, at age 29 of tuberculosis. Man. A few years later. And Charlotte Bronte lived to the ripe old age of, I believe, 39. <laughs> and I can't remember what killed her. <laughs> the ghosts guess, of her sisters. Yeah, exactly. And just like, okay, okay all right, I'll go. That's crazy, though. That Like, it's crazy because when you think about, like, yeah, I mean, man, because we know life expectancy was much shorter Mm -hmm. for a long time and whatever, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I guess it's just crazy that it was diseases. And also, Addison's disease, for example, is very rare. Uh You know, it's not like, oh, yeah, the flu would get you. I mean, that too, but it's just everything, just disease everywhere because you couldn't clean anything. Yeah, Addison's disease was related to the kidneys. Just, yeah, it's like we adrenal. We won't get into whatever. it, but the but but yeah, because I had, I didn't know. I mean, I I think I had thought it was something much simpler. I don't know what I thought it was, but anyway, it's pretty, yeah, just pretty like serious. A, a bad as a bad, is evidenced by the death. Yeah, of Jane Austen. <laughs> this is evidenced by the death. <laughs> Symptoms may include fatality. Yes. Oh my so god. So that's not good. Don't get no. it. I don't recommend it. No, no Addison's disease for me, please. So then Lily has a meat hate with Jane. Yeah. <laughs> I had and this is what and again, I didn't know it was a ghost movie. So when that happened, I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, you didn't? <laughs> no, How I had fun no for idea. you. What a support, what a twist. Oh my god. Yeah, it's so funny though, because then she's like, How do you know my name? And Jane goes, Well, it's on your embossed stationery for one thing. <laughs> And, she's like, you're uh, just breaking into my house and reading my embossed stationery? <laughs> well, she no, she actually looks at the table, like, right next to her. Yeah. Like, it's right there. Yeah. And she says something like, well, you know, why are you dressed like that? Is this some kind of cosplay thing? <laughs> yeah. She reminded me of us. Yes. And then Jane disappears, saying, well, this might not be the right moment. Yeah. And her disappearing was good. It was just, she mm-hmm. just literally just faded away. And I, yeah. I liked that. I feel like, and I can't imagine what would be dumber than that, but like that, I feel like they've done, I feel like Hallmark has done a lot of things that are dumber than that. So <laughs> I don't know. You do? Yeah, I do. I wait till I get to my interesting fact toward the end. Oh, oh, that's exciting. Um, it was actually the ghost of Jane Austen. <laughs> Jane Austen was played it by was Jane It was not Austen. easy. It was not easy. Oh, they had to use God. some CGI to make up for, you know, her plasma problems. But yeah. <laughs> ectoplasm. Plasm. Cameras can do anything these days. The day oh, for night was God. one thing, but, you know, <laughs> transgenerational yeah. time travel camera work has gotten really good. It is. It's m- remarkable. <laughs> um, um, but so then when she sees her and she fades away, then the next day she shows up at her nameless best friend's office and her best friend is crying and she's like, are you okay? And she's just like, yeah, I just talked to my parents for a long time. If I'm not crying, it wasn't a long conversation. 
I loved that. It was so oh, funny. Oh, this is one of my favorite nameless best friends ever. She's great. She's great. She's she's up there with the best of them. And then she says, is there anything? Have I seemed odd lately? Elson Sweeney's <laughs> like, have I seemed odd lately? Anything that might, you say, make, might make you say, hey, girl, don't you think you should undergo some cognitive tests? <laughs> <laughs> Which again, like we talked about this, we've talked about this a lot because I, you know, I just wrote something that was uh, speculative, uh, and it's it's hard to overcome the sort of supernatural, mm-hmm. and you have to really get it right. Yeah. And uh, she, her saying that just felt very relatable and funny, and I liked it. She was she yeah that was that was funny. I I really liked their friendship. Yeah, and then she said, and she said, no, no, like what happened? Like what's going on? Why are you asking? And she's just like, well, I was doing this, and I, and then I fell asleep. And she's like, oh, and then you saw something crazy. And she's like, yes. And she's like, was it Matt Damon telling you <laughs> to give up your entire life and move to Marrage- Marrakesh and start a <laughs> start a rug shop or something like that? And she's like, no. And she's like, oh, that's how what happened on my last breakup. I <laughs> was very funny. I loved that. She just she was a very charismatic best friend. I hope she gets a, a lead in a movie. Oh, I do too. She would be so oh, good. 100%. Yeah. So then they're interrupted by Brendan saying they're wanted in the boardroom because I, I gather they work for some sort of marketing firm. Ad, so, it's Ad Incorporated or something stupid. It's yeah, an ad agency. Yeah. So they go in and Tre- Trevor Fitzsimmons is in the house. Yeah. <laughs> and, Trevor. Uh, Trevor. This I did not... I did not yet have the um, the captioning on, so he made an app called Fave. Oh, was that what it was? Because yeah, it was like I thought yeah, it was, it was favorite ist. No, yeah, what it was. It, that's yeah. They were using a lot of different. Okay. Yes, but it was like it was called favorite fave, and then you could then if you did this, then you became a favorite. There was favoritism. <laughs> It was really confusing. And <laughs> it was, it was a website and then it was an app. So that was confusing too. It was fine with me though, because again, like the same thing I said about like what I wanted out of Magic and Mistletoe is like, if you're going to like, if you're going to come have like, there be like a secondary, like, oh, they came up with this genius idea. I hope you make it sound stupid because it's only like, it's funnier that way. Yeah. I don't need it. I don't need it to be. And also who's going to come up with like the most brilliant app idea that doesn't exist and waste it on half of a subplot. (laughs) Yeah. Truth. Mm -hmm. So he, so he did, he made this app where apparently you just list your 10 favorite anythings. Mm hmm. And uh, and he also bought the bookstore, which feels unrelated. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Oh, her boyfriend was Martin. I know that because after they have this meeting at the marketing agency, mm-hmm. did you have anything else to say about that? Uh, nope. Just I mean, it was that, just oh, well, basically except- establishing that he's the new client. He's really important. His his app site is <laughs> going to be like. Really big. We're going to change things. But then, well, I guess the only thing that I had was since they had their meat hate at the bookstore, when she sees him, they have the, oh, uh, hi moment. But she just stares at him for so long that he asks if she's okay. Yeah. And then she keeps staring at him. And she just seemed like someone had not needed to plug her in or something. She seemed like. Man, I got the feeling that this guy, who I know I've seen in other movies, I, I feel like he's probably extremely funny. Oh, I think he is. I think he has a huge. I, I think I he's like got he's a great got a sense dry of humor. Sense of humor. He's I, yeah. well. He. I told you. I've mentioned it many times. But his his merch line is Hallmark University, and it follows me. He follows oh. me on on Instagram. Oh, that's him. Mm-hmm. 
And and yeah, I just think I don't know. I just think it's really nice when people don't act above anything because nothing because it doesn't matter because you know what? If you act above something, you look worse than whatever. Oh, it is. you look very stupid. Yeah, you look absolutely. very stupid. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so she's worried about herself and then, um, he shows up like that. Then, then she has just, I don't know. I'm probably missing something here, but like the, um, she's at home and then the ex-boyfriend or the, or the, the, the guy who just soon proposed to, to her ex. soon Martin. to be ex Martin Martin shows up with a fabric bag full of the ingredients for, uh, Tom Collins <laughs> And he wants to come in and she and Jane has just appeared has and she lets him in for a second. I guess I don't know to maybe see if he can see her. I, thought, then, I think so. That yeah. wasn't super clear. No, because yeah. she's just like, no, I'm busy. I'll actually come in and actually go away. And, and then, I have a roommate I never told you about. I want oh, you to yeah. come in and talk to her. Oh, oh, that's. Yeah, that was yeah, never mind. I, it was it was another one of those things I didn't understand. There were like three points that I just really didn't understand what was yeah. happening. And that was one of them. And then he uh, does come does come in for a second and then she kicks him out and then she takes the Tom Collins ingredients, which I really appreciated. <laughs> you know, that makes him not a terrible guy though, that he did because she wasn't he even was making mad. I did like that. She wasn't like pissed off at the table that he said the Negroni thing. I'm not saying that a man should order for you or reject what you say and call you old fashioned. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> But I also feel like it's just like, I don't know, if she was ordering like something a little bit more complicated, like a bijou or something like that, something that's just like, I don't know, something that actually they wouldn't know or whatever. And then if it was actually just embarrassing him in some way, they could have written it so that he felt a little embarrassed by her, which Mm -hmm. would have been okay with me too. But they Mm -hmm. didn't. Instead, it was Mm -hmm. just like a perfectly normal cocktail that literally is every single bar has the makings for so and maybe right. not. Maybe they won't have the makings for Negroni, but they'll definitely have the makings for Collins. But so I don't know. He was irredeemable because of that that whole yeah. restaurant scene. But yeah, him showing up with that. I wish that it was more of that energy of him just like I don't get you, but I want to help, and like them yeah. just being wrong for each other rather than him being a monster. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets rid of him, mm-hmm. and then Jane is back. She's pacing in front of her, asking about Martin. I thought the actress playing Jane was seamlessly wonderful. She was so mm-hmm. convincing that I didn't even think of her as an actor. No, she didn't have she didn't have like iPhone iPad face or whatever they call it, where it, like it's where somebody looks like they've seen an iPad. You, are you aware of that? It's like this. No. Pe- people talk about it where like some actors just can't pull off like playing an older role. And and and, and there was actually a funny yeah. TikTok about it too, where it's just like somebody was using a, an Instagram or like a TikTok filter. Of like with like super big lips and mm-hmm. <laughs> like all the all, like all the classic plastic surgery and then being like, <coughs> I have tuberculosis <laughs> and it's just like not you're not gonna buy it. But mm-hmm. iPad face is the same. Like you just some people are playing somebody from 1910 and you're like mm-hmm. you look like you have an OnlyFans. <laughs> you don't look like you like you've definitely seen an iPad. Like you don't look like you are like you look modern. I felt that way about Bethany Joy Lens in Biltmore. Exactly. And I think that's the last time I mentioned it because she um but that was And it's the not lead. a diss. It's but not she an but she's allowed she's allowed because she was the main character insert. But and she it was, wasn't from nineteen forty. Yeah. No, yeah. So. But it was the uh, that what we had said was that one of the other characters who was one of the older characters didn't seem old. He seemed modern. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't she, remember I don't it that remember. well. I just remember, and the only reason I thought it was not because she wasn't convincing me, but I was like, hmm, I wonder if that would convince other people in the 40s. And then I went down a little mental rabbit hole about, well, there must have been people. There must have been, to my eye, modern, modern looking, looking people. people back then, of course. Mm-hmm. So why do I have this idea? Blah, 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 blah. So anyway. Yeah. But so, yeah, no, this, she was great. Um, and then. And they have tea together. And, yeah, and, and then she has the 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 you have to pour from the right. That's still true in restaurants. Any restaurant that like has rules, which is not every restaurant, mm-hmm. will tell you you to serve from the right and clear from the left. Mm-hmm. And but I wasn't really quite sure why she was having like a a lady training montage because that's not actually <laughs> what Alison Sweeney's problem was. <laughs> true. Well, she had asked for advice, so I guess Jane just gave advice where she saw fit. Generic, yeah. <laughs> and once she was slurping her tea, I think that we all have to agree. Well, she needed, she some, needed help. some decorum. So yeah, then she's getting she's basically having like a training montage about how to be a lady. Uh-huh. And she tells she tells Jane that that the uh, waistcoats are not a thing anymore. <laughs> oh my god, but they should be. Yeah. <laughs> Jack looks good in one. Mhm. And wears them. So then they just have that adorable moment where where Jane and Lily are dancing. Mm-hmm. And what a hoot. I mean, just so cute. And she says, like, she says, like, not Siri, like, Kiri or Kimmy or Timmy or whatever it was. Play, play. I think it was Timmy. (laughs) (laughs) Off mic, we just had this whole conversation because it's not fucking Timmy. I was trying to be nice and pretend maybe it was Timmy, but it's not Timmy. It was Kiri or Kimmy or something like that. It was Kay. I'm going to go back and put on the caption. Great. Well, it's not Timmy. But (laughs) (laughs) so she says, (laughs) she says, hey, Kiri. Play dance music and then Timmy. It, <laughs> oh my it God! was Timmy. It was not Timmy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, and she says, "Hey, I will say Timmy." It's all right. There's no shame in getting it right. Go on. Oh my God. <laughs> So she says, hey, Kiri, play dance music. And then it plays dance music. And it was like, definitely like not what Jane Austen wanted. And then she said, she caught on. I always like um, when someone who is out of their own time, whether they're older or whether they're a ghost or whatever, kind of figures it out. And like, isn't just like, what? I don't understand. What is this wizardry? Like, we don't (laughs) need that. Like, I, I like when a character is just like, I get that times have moved on. And uh, so, okay, this is this thing that you shout out and then it answers you. Okay. And then she says, Kiri, play exquisite music. And exquisite then Exquisite music for dancing. Exquisite, exquisite music for dancing. And then exquisite music for dancing plays. And then they dance. It was yeah. very cute. It was very cute. Uh, I might have been Kiri, actually, because I remember them it thinking was- of the Mr. Misters. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It was Kiri. It was. I know. (laughs) I know. Don't worry. I'll die first, probably. What does that have to do with anything? And yes, thank God. Well, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Meaning. Oh, you're saying that the conversation, the argument will end? I'm saying my life will end before yours will, and yes, you won't and have thusly, to put up with me anymore. And, and okay. to this, you say, "Thank God." Well, I don't want to outlive my loved one. <laughs> well, I know. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I, I thought you were implying that the argument would then end sooner, um, <laughs> and that I would have the last word, which is nope, true. My head, my headstone will say, <laughs> it, "It was, was Timmy." Timmy. <laughs> 
close to me. And yours will say no. No. It, it was, was Curie. Curie. And that is a David Sedaris reference yes. for anyone who needs it. Yeah. Um, so in the morning, we had my second big moment of confusion. Mm-hmm. Which I still don't get. Like she had kind of subtly thrown away what looked like three or four um, manila envelopes of papers that I yes. guess were the manuscript, mm-hmm. her manuscript, or four versions of it or something. Anyway, <laughs> Chapters, the next maybe? morning she grabs her keys and she does a double take at where she grabbed them from, which was on top of a folder that had some post-its that I couldn't read even when I paused it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out why she was what she was thinking, what the signal, I, I knew it there was, was some uh, significance there, but I couldn't figure it out. And that was just a, it could have been more obvious. She'd, well, I, I know had she, missed her throwing it away or whatever. So all I knew is that she grabbed her keys from a manila envelope and was uh, like, wait, wait, what? And I well, just didn't And the first why. time she threw it away, it was like three or four. And I, so, and I noticed that <laughs> when I did my review. Okay. So no, no. So it was even more confusing because then I was like, well, well then, because she looks at the trash can and it's empty. And still, I'm thinking, well, then where, where the, the rest of the folders go? You <laughs> yeah. know, like, what, what, is, what is exactly what am I supposed to be taking away from this? Right. And I don't like having to wonder what am I supposed to be wondering here, you know, instead of. It would have been know. much clearer if it was just like she had the manuscript and she threw it away and then took the trash outside or whatever. And then the next day it was or there. she could have just said, wait a minute, I threw that out. Ugh. And then, you know. Well, I don't like when they talk to themselves. It would have been better than yeah. me just not knowing what the hell was going on. Yeah, that's true. But uh, later on, we do find out that that's what. I still don't know. If the Post-its said something that we needed to get information from, I couldn't read them. So I don't know what it was. <laughs> Wait, but at I- work, Lily tells her nameless best friend, oh, what was her name? Alicia, mm-hmm. about being haunted by Jane. Love that she just went ahead and came out right out for it. We and did. she, yeah, she, and she believed it. I, I, I didn't have yeah. the energy to watch somebody belabor. I didn't no, really. Like, I know. I think it was crazy too. But then, no, yeah, we didn't yeah, need that. nobody has because it's because these movies are not for that. Also, I was just about to say, they're they're short, and I just I have only just discovered this because I have found that they're on Peacock. What? Are and they? I was paying for the fucking Hallmark movies. I think I said oh, it last week, but I didn't know that. And right. I think that they weren't all. I think that the Christmas ones weren't. But these they, are. There was a reason. I don't know. They were advertising the hell out of Philo, so I don't get it either. I only recently just noticed the whole Peacock thing, too. So I don't. I don't. I, but it's great yeah. because we have no ads in our Peacock. So suddenly this is only right. an hour and 24 minute con- commitment. Right. Whereas before it was two hours and the same like lactate commercial over and over again. Like I, <laughs> Truth. Oh, you have joint pain. Oh, you can't tolerate dairy. <sighs> Symptoms may include fatality. Yeah. I just, I couldn't want to watch your loved ones grow up without you. I didn't think so. Have this medicine that may cause you to die. I just, mm-hmm. the ads are too much. They're, the demographic that they're going for, that they must be right about. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. It's impossible. Um, so she, but, but it's cute because Alicia then suggests that she asked Jane for advice on how to get people back into bookstores, which is mm-hmm. what their new mission is. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go to the bar for the meeting. I don't know. Is it a nightly Austin Holics Anonymous? <laughs> but Mr. Whitcomb has found the perfect place for their meetings. The bookstore. Wow. So he's a real innovative man. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so that was that idea just goes out there, but they don't they don't 
immediately go do that. They go to Brendan's house, the co-worker's house, where he puts out snacks that I thought were quite admirable. Basically, Chex Mix and... (laughs) No, he had just, like, seriously Cheez-Its and... Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Because they're powwowing powwowing about how to get people to the app, Mm -hmm. which was once a website in this movie. That part doesn't sound familiar at all to me. Well, it's true. So I believe you. I don't know. I don't know where I was. It was a website. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Uh, But Brendan also mentions that Lily once won the Colberry Award um, Mm. for most promising new writer, which is certainly Mm. interesting. Um, Well, we're about to get to some crazy fucking. Yeah. I did a little pausing on her writing, and let me just say this. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> no, my God. With the no indenting, no paragraph indents or anything. Oh, my God. Every, all the formatting was crazy. And again, and I don't know. She's need- also switching tenses all over the place. I am yeah. this, I was that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but um, I think it's really cute because we had a little bit of a never been Christ kind of thing here where um, Alicia is trying to, con- you know, saying to um, Lily that Brendan is interested in her. And actually, Lily was kind of like, oh, I don't know, is he? She wasn't dismissing oh, yeah, him yeah, out yeah, of yeah. hand. So that was kind of fun. Oh, he was just because he was just like some coworker who was. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember what you're talking about now. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because, yeah, because the three of them had been working on projects together. And one of the things that the subplot, the nameless best friend is having that she's dealing with is that her parents are trying to set her up in like an Mm -hmm. arranged marriage per her culture. And Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to do that. And then this guy is there and is going to eventually say that he loves her. And our main character is going to think she's going to he's going to say that he loves her, which Mm -hmm. I could just never be arrogant enough to think. No. Oh, never be- oh no please please don't say it don't say it it's only gonna make things awkward mm, i love your friend yeah but that was fun i really liked that and i actually I liked the they- switch too yeah i think they played it believably because again i watched it twice and on the second viewing i it, you know i could see why he was talking to lily in the way that made Alicia think that he was interested in Lily. And I could see that it was mm-hmm. totally not a bait. You know, it wasn't a red herring. It was, yeah. it was all realistic. Well, it was pretty well done. Yeah. But when he says that he loves her, when he says that he, he loves Alicia, she's, he's like, you have to help me. You have to help me set, uh-huh. you know, set, set us up, whatever, which is, I guess, trying to be an allusion to Emma. And, oh. So then there's like a weird little montage where she's she's trying where she's throwing them together and whatever. But one of the things she does is leave an envelope on Alicia's keyboard with an Austin quote in it, which if I was that friend, I would think <laughs> my secret admirer loves some antiquated has left an antiquated quote on my desk. Written and I Googled it and I Googled it and it appears to be Jane Austen. Mm, gosh. I mean, I know that she also is an Austin head, and so it could yeah. have been just because she, like, but I don't know. Well, it makes it kind of obvious who it isn't, though. You know what I mean? And who it is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I I, I don't know. It, it, that was, anyway. So they do end up going for their next meeting at the bookstore. It, it, for some reason, Trevor volunteers to do snacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's okay. when the crumpets appear. <laughs> Okay, was that where the... Yes. That's cute. I liked the repartee between Trevor and Lily. Later on, they were trading quotes, and she he says something that's obviously trying to throw her off, and she says, well, Hemingway was right about that, but 
There can. So he, what was that one? That one was there. There, if 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 some if if a man truly loves a woman, there can be no happy end. It was something mm. like that, which I love. well. Okay, I'm um, I'm not literate enough to have known. <laughs> if one loves another, that's what it was. If one loves another, there is no happy end. Something like that. There can be no happy end. Well, I, you know, I rather feel like anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge Hemingway fan. But, um, I like Hemingway. I feel like he was sort of the Bob Dylan of his time, but we can go on. Well, that's not not true. <laughs> I hate Bob Dylan. You do. I do. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I liked that repartee, and then they're in the office. The the, the best the Alicia and and Lily had nice repartee as well. So they felt I, familiar. I think that, that was really yeah. I think that whoever wrote this knows friendships, mm-hmm. and I liked that because that's. Part of what's really comfortable about these movies mm-hmm. is when when it's lived you in, know. when people feel lived in. I think that that's so oh, important. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I did have a I did have a quibble, and I know this is irritating <laughs> to to be all like, "Well, no, I'm in the movie business, and I happen to know." But I mean, I, I, she. I again, second viewing. I know that that there's going to be all this talk about getting her book published. Oh but the day before that, apparently, or like chapter three five, days before that, she's on chapter five. Yeah. Yep. And then suddenly, it's not, well, I don't know how long that montage was. It seemed like maybe more time passed. I was also confused about that because I was like, yeah, you're not going from chapter five to book done. I write yeah. freak, freaky fast, and I don't write that fast. Nobody writes that fast. Yeah, but nothing publishable. We saw her type chapter five drop paragraph. So it wasn't like she was just editing chapter five. No, no, no. Anyway. She was creating it. So they were just, you know, whatever. I guess it's for convenience. Maybe we should cut this out because, you know, who really cares what professional writers think? But, you know, (laughs) it's it's served served its purpose. Uh, But there was then a nice scene, too, where they go for a walk at night, um, (laughs) Trevor and, and Lily. And it was just, it was moody and nice. He gives her his jacket. It was a promenade. Yeah. And then they yeah. see that little market and whatever. Stroll. It was, mm-hmm. it was a, it was chivalry when he gave her the jacket in a, in a way that reflected nicely with the whole theme of the movie yeah, without was, being I like, just, oh, come on, who, what guy in this day and age would do that? I mean, like most. So mm-hmm. it was nice. I know. I think the thing is, is that as a gesture from a guy who's trying to woo somebody in this day and age, actually, it bothers me because I'm like, it's so imitative. Like, they're copying Mm. movies. They're not like, it's Mm. not, it doesn't seem genuine anymore. It's like, you've seen a gentleman do that. And I, I mean, wrote an entire book about, but dated somebody who did a lot of romantic things and all of them felt ripped Mm. from a Mm rom-com. And it was to the point that it was very confusing for my little brain. And I mean, it's just like, so I don't know. From a rom-com. I like that. That should be the title of that book. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair. But, um, you know, I usually in my experience, it's like, Adam, can I have your coat, please? I'm freezing. Yeah. Actually, it isn't. Adam wanders around here when it's seventy-five degrees, whining about how cold it is. Although I don't think he's going to be doing that at first when he returns from the tundra that is Poland. Yeah, but um, so anyway, yeah. So then so, they have that little walk, and then later that night she goes back home, and she and Jane are in bed together, having popcorn and watching what is clearly supposed to be the Colin Firth Pride and Prejudice. So great. And they show a scene of, of Benjamin Ayers coming out of the water looking crazy. His <laughs> eyes look crazy. 
Was that a joke? I don't know. Wait, wait, I missed that. Oh, I'm gonna go back in and find several things. Oh, to please take pictures do out for you. Yeah, there's, but, wait. But, so, like, they they showed the computer screen, and it was that. They sh- yeah, they should. Yeah, oh. it, was, it was frozen on. So, and he was wearing, you know, otherwise the background looked the same, and it was like basically the same oh shirt god. that Colin Firth had on. Oh my god! <laughs> and it was fun because they did use him, and they didn't just like license the Colin Firth version or whatever. And but but what we all know, I mean, it was understood. Anybody who knows, anybody who knows anything, anybody who knows anything knows about the wet T-shirt scene. We actually talk about it it's a not lot. A t-shirt. <laughs> it's not a T-shirt. Whatever. Yes. Ex- wet shirt. It was not a t-shirt. It was a shirt. It's a wet t-shirt contest. You get it. Yeah, Mr. Darcy was pretty famous for winning all the wet Wet t-shirt competitions. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, he would. Yeah. Yeah. It was adorable. And it was really cute to think about Jane Austen watching Colin Firth, you know, bringing Mr. Darcy to life. How fun. fun. Very fun. So, uh, can't wait to get famous enough for my writing that I get to haunt people about my books. <sighs> <laughs> well, you do know there's something kind of important that comes between getting famous enough for your books and being able to haunt people, right? I don't know what you mean. Hmm. Well, you might have to die, but. Ah! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> bajabbers <laughs> did you catch when she said bajabbers no i i looked it up and a bajabbers was uh is a cinema cin- oh god no no I, i'm never gonna be able to haunt anybody for my english language use bajabbers is um a synonym of bejesus ah. and that's all that it says and so then I had the the explanation or like the definition of bejesus as an exclamation traditionally attributed to the Irish used to express surprise or for emphasis. E.g., there were forty, they were forty minutes late, cocky as bejesus. Ah, or I guess they were forty minutes late, cocky as bejobbers. Okay, all right. <laughs> I used some. I found some antiquated uh, exclamation like that for for my book. Mm-hmm. A Shoe Addict's Christmas. <laughs> also a Hallmark movie. They did not, yeah, and they didn't use it. When she, you know, so <laughs> I would have really liked to have heard Jean Smart say it, but she didn't. What was it? I forgot. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, so I don't know. Well, it was some- weird. I mean, all I'm coming up with here is Jabberwocky, and of course it wasn't that. <laughs> It was clever, though, believe me. See, this is what happens, though. When the magic really hits you, the writing comes through you. It's not all about your brain. It's a good sign that I don't remember every detail of every book I ever wrote. It just shows that I have the antenna up, and it was coming through me. So I don't know know where it was in the story, but at one point he comes to knock on her door at her office. Maybe it's towards the end, but it's – he. (laughs) I was just thinking about how Hallmark movies – People in Hallmark movies love to come and say, am I interrupting? And then peer into the room. It's none of your business. <laughs> like, crazy. But anyway, so I don't know. Are we at the publisher meeting yet? Sure. So at some point, then she's at her publisher meeting. She's uh-huh. at some ghastly restaurant. 
And then she's just like, she's talking and then the, the publisher is sitting in front of her and just like, well, I think I've explained why we would be a great fit for you. Mm-hmm. And which is just, again, I know, I get it. I'm sorry, but it's just so fucking not how it works. It's just not how it works at all. To the point that like, if they show a fireman, I'm like, how, how wrong are they getting that? Like, <laughs> Exactly, exactly. God, so yeah, so apparently this publisher is out here trying to like, you know, romance her, romance her into like letting her in it. And then when she's talking to her, she discovers that they're that Pegasus press has recently been acquired by the website favoritism (laughs) or whatever it's called. And so then she's like, Oh wait, I don't think I can accept this then, even though it's my lifelong dream to be published. And so then she goes and she finds Trevor and finds him at the bookstore and is like, wait, did you buy the publishing house? Yes. Do well then is are you aware that they're trying to offer me money for my books even and and it's my lifelong dream but I'm considering not taking it? Yes, they did make me aware that they were going to do. It. Is it <laughs> did you do did you buy it because of that? Which is again so arrogant. Yeah. And he's like, "No. Well, maybe." And she's like, "Oh, what? And then <sighs> he goes on to explain that he that they wouldn't have tried to acquire her if she wa- if it wasn't a good book. And mm. I disagree. Because it looked bad, and uh, <laughs> and that and that he would be a fool not to buy Pegasus Press. I mean, yeah. it's like no, oh it's my all God. nuts. You know how it is. You buy a bookstore, mm-hmm. famously a very easy and lucrative business. Mm-hmm. Next thing you're going to do, you're going to buy a publisher. <laughs> what the hell? Classic. It goes goes well with his probably his record company. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. Stupid. 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 But yeah. here we are. So, yeah, so and then she's like considering not taking it, I think, because she doesn't want to. They have to buy it on her own merit, which is just like, oh, God, you idiot. Just like Mm -hmm. if someone's offering to publish your book, you take it. I don't care really who you are like or how much you care about it. Just accept it. Because what matters is the readers. Yeah. We have seen this trope before with like used for publishing. Uh, in these movies. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's like, it's really not, You're if you're standing on pride because one person has the power to put your work out there, sh- shut up. Yeah, exactly. I mean. You know, <sighs> unless you're, unless you're like, you know, Donald Trump Jr. and your dad buys 100,000 copies of your book to try and get you on the times list, which still yeah. fails. And, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So uh, then, yeah. It's, and then she's having. Then I guess she does accept it. And then she goes and has the next meeting. And then she says, well, actually, she's like daydreaming. And then they're like, "Um, hello. And then she's like, actually, now that I have the floor, I just want to tell everybody that I'm going to be taking a leave of absence for a while. Mm -hmm. And for a second, it seems like because he had at one point, her love interest had at one point indicated that maybe she had a problem. (laughs) So it it seemed like for a second she was going to be like, I've actually... It's time for me to look outside the book and I need to go do something new. And I've been living in a dream world essentially and I need to grow up. Not that I love that as a as a message, but I did think that was the message. And then yeah, like I'm the- just I'm going to watch a bunch of Stephen King movies. <laughs> but um instead, no, it wasn't the message. The message was actually just that she was going to go to the Mecca that is England to go to Jane Austen's house. So the girl's problem is real bad. <laughs> and then she goes and he well then he shows up and then has a, a, vi- a very 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 long scene 
of <laughs> um of basically being a Jane Austen hero and mm-hmm. sweeping her off her feet and then they kiss for a really really long time in front of a lot of uncomfortable people who are putting their stuff away and trying to get the hell out of there give them some privacy mm-hmm. and then she goes the next day or later or something she goes and uh she wants to talk to Jane and Jane is watching the children from a bench and then they I say that goodbye. that was a nice scene, though. But yeah, right. That was a nice scene, though, because Jane is just, she's got her, her face tilted to the sun and you kind of, she was so convincing to me mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, she was, she was, maybe doesn't see a lot of sunshine now. I'm not yeah. saying Jane Austen's <laughs> in hell. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying earthly <laughs> pleasures. Oh, my God. Okay, that's the quote. Yep. <laughs> So, no, it does not seem like she sees a lot of sunshine, and that was a nice scene. And she was just like, oh, you're only going to come when, you, when I need you. Oh, my gosh. Well, now that I don't mm-hmm. need you. And then she goes and has yet another scene with the hero. And then he's like, I've been thinking about acquiring some cows. And she's just like, wow, you really are the man for me, which is like early to be saying that. But okay. Yeah. And then the movie's over. Yeah. 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 So, you ready for my <laughs> factoid? Please. <laughs> oh, my God. I was such a fan of Jane in this movie. Mm-hmm. But we've seen her before. Did you know that? <gasps> no. Who is it? Oh, God. <laughs> what movie would you most hope it wasn't? Oh, my God. Letters to Santa? No, 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 no. We haven't seen her recently. Okay. Well, I mean, we may have seen her recently, but no, it wasn't. Hats off to Christmas? Mm-hmm. Was she the friend? Was she, she the babysitter? Was- no, she was Valerie the banker. Oh, Valerie the banker. Oh. <laughs> wow. Good actress right? then. Uh-huh. Actually, I liked her as Valerie. I think when we did that, I was saying she's, she was really pretty and she was convincing. It's just, you know, nobody's believing that she's oh getting, a, you know, expensed for a month of, yeah. well, of figuring out the finances great. of a hat shop. But. Oh, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was looking because I was like, she is so wonderful. She's so embodying this. Yeah. She's never seen an iPad, you know, like, yeah. so I, I looked it up and then I couldn't believe it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I had I had no idea. Well, that's was- crazy. Yeah, that's but- just wild. What? A- that's a fun factoid. I like when you come with fun factoids. Come with more. <laughs> well, I mean, they don't always exist, but. No, they do not. <laughs> Sometimes so- there's no fun to be had. <laughs> Uh, that's it. I don't think there's much, you know, like as far as fixing it, I didn't think it needed much fixing. I, it would have been nice if there was like a problem that needed to be solved that had some element of actual suspense. There wasn't. Not naming him Whitcomb would have been great. Oh yeah. There were small notes. We've already given those, but yeah, but, but no, nothing, all- I had nothing major. I thought it was fun. I liked that. The, the, what I liked that the, that her best friend, her nameless best friend wanted her to ask Jane about if she had any ideas for getting people back into the bookstore. That was cute. Yeah. It's a worthy, worthy uh, question. Yeah. There we go. Well, that was fun. I, I, I wonder what the hell the next two movies are going to be. I, again, I don't look and I haven't, I wanted us to do like a little episode where we like read the description of the upcoming months things. And maybe we'll do it for March, but I forgot in February. So I didn't uh, Uh encourage us to do it. Uh But uh, so I have no idea what's coming. The next two movies are a complete mystery, so that's. I fun. know what they are, but I'm I'm I, I kind of like being surprised. I'm I'm kind of excited about next week's. So oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you. <laughs> Where? 
How about on Instagram? Oh, on Instagram. Um, we can find us at Nameless Best Friends. And um, and if you're on Patreon, I've decided I'm going to do a, a Tom Collins recipe. Oh, good. That'll be fun. So. You could also do a Negroni. I understand people like those. Oh, God. I love a Negroni. I make a great <laughs> Negroni, obviously. I'll do both. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.